Last night was Monday Night Raw for March 11th. It was a real good show. I enjoyed it. I thought um, the... Oh, actually, I missed the opening segment. I was dealing with other things in the moment, but the Shield Farewell Address is what I didn't get a chance to see. But I did see uh, Paul Heyman and uh, Seth Rollins going at it uh, on the microphone, just hyping up the match. Cool Brock Lesnar video package. And... To see Shelton Benjamin make a grand appearance on Monday Night Raw, you know, from SmackDown, random trade, however it works. But it was good to see him in ring. This is what they say about new, well, fresh faces. I wouldn't say new faces, but, you know, it's fresh, new matches in a way. We haven't seen Seth versus uh, Shelton at all. So that was a real cool match. I enjoyed it. It was a uh, cool back and forth until obviously Seth would get the upper hand. You know, get to stomp in the one, two, three, but take nothing away from show, and he still looks good out there. And I was a, it was a good match. And you know, Brock Lesnar, they said, uh, wait, Paul, pardon me, Paul was on commentary talking about how Shelton was paid to go ahead and you know go at Seth, and we know that uh, Shelton Benjamin was a trainer from back in the day with you know Charlie Haas and stuff like that, and the tag team as far as TV was concerned. So I thought it was real cool to you know just have. Those small things, uh, you know, hinted at uh, during the show after Fast. Like, it was fun. It was a cool match. I like that one. It's definitely getting to be a storied rivalry between Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. Uh, they had the match. Uh, we know that Bobby Lashley never technically lost. I mean, underneath the rules of the match, they he did. But, you know, Leo Rush got pinned. He was never pinned for the championship. So, Without a stipulation, we really haven't seen Finn pick up a victory on Bobby Lashley one-on-one. Last night was Finn's chance to show that he could, and he had a he had a fair amount of momentum on his side. I believe he was getting ready to go for the finishing maneuver when Leo Rush interfered and rang the bell, and you know just distracted Finn. The referee never uh, officially whatever. Yeah, he never said it was a you know, match was over with. So. You know, the match continued. Bobby Lashley was able to get his spear in, and that was the one, two, three. So Bobby Lashley is the new Intercontinental Champion. Don't want to say we foresee the end of this, but this could be a way to get the Demon Finn out at WrestleMania. I'm just saying it now. You never know. You know, like, it just sounds like a, a direction we could go. Maybe, maybe not. We saw a regular Finn last year. You know, he paid his dues in a way. He was the first ever guy to really uh, acknowledge the LGBTQ representation on the product or wearing the, you know, rainbow on his stuff. And Jeff Hardy did the same thing. So, you know, I believe it's a level of respect that, that's merited with that. So that is a good look. And uh, we saw Finn go in and lose, but he could take it back at Mania. We never see. Well, we'll never know, so we'll just see and find out. But all in all, I'm enjoying seeing this uh, vicious side of Bobby Lashley. We see that Bobby and Leo are officially back together, so that's cool. We'll see what happens leading up to these stage, stages, right? The show shows. All right, now Ronda Rousey is uh, being the baddest ass right now, and... I want to say that the company is willing to go as far as to let Ronda say and do what she wants because in certain fans' eyes, she can do no wrong. And this is really getting the interest in the match. 
and my like it, I wouldn't say my professional opinion, but just seeing uh, this the show for what it is. Uh, of course, anyone else that would say these things would get fired, but at the same time, Rhonda is a pure commodity. It's a level of reality to the uh, product that it not too many superstars can, you know, give off. So with Rhonda having the experience outside of doing, you know, the sports entertainment bit for a year now or however long, it's a, it's a cool element, you know, to see how she could just add to the reality of this stuff she's saying, you know, I'm not really keen on talking down on the product and the people and all the rest of that, you know, we all huge family in the WWE universe and beyond, but uh, at the same time, it does really build intrigue, you gotta have a good guy and a bad guy to the story, Charlotte was, uh, Charlotte's a good bad guy, but it's funny, and I'm just going with what the WWE Universe has given us as far as audio effects go, but apparently Ronda Rousey is a really bad good guy. So, while she's embracing this role, I think it's real cool going into the match at Mania. Well, the triple threat match at Mania. So, with all of that, uh, Ronda has her spat in the ring, and out comes Dana Brooke. And... I was just elated because I thought we was going to get to see some awesome Dana Brooke in-ring action. But no, she came out and gave a hero's speech. It was an awesome speech about how she fights every week just to get a little bit of TV time and blah, blah, blah. No disrespect, Dana. We love you. But uh, ultimately, Ronda kicked the ass. It was hilarious. And, <laughs> you know, Ronda continues on the road to WrestleMania. So, that was a funny segment. I think it's a nice little, uh, it's a breather from all of the crazy twists and turns uh, that took that, that we were on, that, that were made just to get to this point of officially saying, yes, we have a triple threat match, guys, at WrestleMania between... Charlotte, Becky, and Rhonda, and have it make actual sense instead of just throwing it all together, you know. So that's a, it's a real good look. Like I said, Fastlane covered a lot of bases, and Rhonda didn't even come out and go too crazy, you know. Like it was nice. It was real nice. So let's move on into the next segment with that. Alistair Black and Ricochet take on Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Cool tag team match. High octane from both sides. Uh, Chad Gable, I think, is one of the purest athletes that we have in the ring right now. You know, and Bobby Roode is just so experienced that the two of them together, I think, are just, they're just a good, solid tag team. So taking on the quote-unquote upstarts at NXT, and we all know the story is these guys are mad because uh, the upstarts are getting, you know, preferential treatment, and they just got to the product. Meanwhile, there have been uh, weeks and 
weeks and months, I would say, yeah, that we haven't even seen these guys and they're just now being featured. So they got the they got a gripe and they're going at it. And I believe uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black were able to pick up that victory. Yes, this is uh, let's just continue calling it the win streak. I know that. Well, yeah, they hit that black mask. It was awesome, you know. That that black mask kick, he he lands it so well. The only thing that I would be reminded of, and I would even compare it to, is Oscar's kick that she delivered to Mandy Rose on Sunday at Fastlane. Whoo, man! It was two of those to the chin, but the one they got the replay was crazy. And a small side note, I apologize. I forgot to mention the WWE Championship match. How silly of me. I smacked myself on the forehead. But uh, but it was between uh, Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan with the added addition of Mustafa Ali. So it was officially a triple threat match. Just like Mr. Man had, Mr. Excuse me, Mr. McMahon had said. So, well, you know, we all know DB1. It was a great uh, mid-air spot. Yet another one. But... Uh, I think Mustafa came off the top ropes, and Daniel Bryan was already in midair with a knee ready for him, flying. It was awesome impact. It was, you know, a great showing from the Planet's champion. And, uh, yeah, with that, you know, he's a Planeteer, so you can be one too. Now, uh, let's get on into the next segment. Black Mass Kick, though. That that kick, that looks it looks awesome, you know. Now, uh, they won that Ricochet and Alistair Black. Alistair Black had the real good. You know, he had the pin, but then you know it's tag team. You know, it's tag team skills being shown, and every one of them eventually they they both are looking strong in their own. Uh, you know, separate match in their own matches, but at the who's taking the victory and how they get into the victory, what move they're using. You know, this is what's highlighting both of them. So. I wouldn't say I would say either both of them right now are very even, but they're doing very very good. It's a great amount of momentum that they uh, clearly have. So after that, we get into uh, Alexa Bliss and a moment of bliss uh, announcing who was going to host WrestleMania, and it comes well, it turns out to be Alexa Bliss. That's very awesome. I'm happy. I'm not. You know, I'm not opposed to it. I think she's been doing a great job in the little, you know, uh, you know, job she's been given, like with overseeing the Royal Women's Division and, uh, you know, uh, being, you know, the being trusted with the TV with a talk show on the product, you know, and it's been it's it's breeded cool results each and each time, in my opinion, it's always had some cool guests and very funny, rousing segments, you know, that. Only WWE would know how to do. But with that, uh, Alexa Bliss hosts the Mania. I can't wait to see what type of uh, what type of role she's given for her. What, what's going to go on? You know, like we know that the hosting duty is eh, it's cool, but we don't really get to see everybody too much like that. So I'm I'm pretty sure WWE is going to be able to find some kind of awesome spin on uh, hosting this year for uh, Alexa. All right, backstage. Uh, apparently, Braun Strowman was gifted a new car from uh, WrestleMania correspondent Colin Jost. We know last week I asked if it was fake, got yoked up on the wall. 
hilarious. And, uh, it, you know, Braun wasn't feeling it. I think it was some kind of slick writing in the letter. And Braun destroyed the car. It was cool. He threw the door. It was a nice homage to what uh, Lesnar did all those years ago when Seth was the champion. So, you know, it was... Was that what's going on? I believe that's what it was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth was champion. He got uh, got J and J Security brand new uh, CTS or something like that, and Brock destroyed it. Braun did the same thing. This one wasn't as huge, and it looked a little easy to destroy. But at the same time, it was fun TV to watch. They still building Braun like a monster. On them, we'll just see how the the. The WrestleMania correspondents do their thing, you know. I don't have a problem with Saturday Night Live. I think it's pretty funny at times. I don't really watch too tough, but I respect it. So, you know, we'll see what type of role they're giving. A lot of people aren't very optimistic about it, but I think it always uh, it's always good to cross-promote. So, shouts to everything pro wrestling and the scumbags, too. With that, uh, Braun Strowman destroyed it, and... We're going to find out what happens next week with that story. Maybe this is, well, not even maybe, but this is all, I'm pretty sure, leading into Mania. So let's get it. So Natalia was set to take on Nia Jax. They were going to go at it. But out comes Beth Phoenix, awesome. And she, with all of her muscles, completely destroyed Nia Jax and Tamina. That's the way I saw it. I, I am speechless for just how strong that woman looks i knew i saw it then and it ain't going nowhere now she still clearly got you know the the know-how so it's going to be cool to see well maybe i guess on the instagrams eventually her fans and such like that i get to see what followers will get to see the workout regimen and the training that'll lead into this but yeah as far as i was concerned i'm happy to see that she uh still in ring shape so shouts to the glamazon for that one wait because then when uh nia jackson tamina would ran backstage they were met up with the boss and hug connection and they were wailing on them so it was just a bad night for nia and tamina but we all seen the women's tag champs go ham out of nowhere so that was a good look too i enjoyed that Oh, now it's the part of the night we were all waiting for with uh, the face-to-face between Triple H and Batista. You know, Triple H come out. He's ready to bang. Before we saw that, though, before the commercial break, we saw Batista pull up two vehicles and had about 16 security guards with him. And, you know, he finally come down to the ring and he didn't want to fight. He know he was like, doing it on his terms. The set, you know, let's just hurry up and get it out the way because that was almost what the segment felt like. And all due respect to the Hollywood movie star Dave Batista and the COO of WWE Triple H. And I'm saying that they're gonna have a match, it's gonna be no holds barred. Now, I know there's always ways to get there, and they got there, but man. If it wasn't the most aggressive shouting match of, you know what I want. No, no, I know what you want, and I'm not going to give it to you. It was, <laughs> it was funny when I really think about it. 
<laughs> but the two of them, you know, is muscle head passion. And again, this is no disrespect. You know, these guys work out. These guys are strong. The testosterone is real in them. So, you know, when they are, you know, tuned in, like they're definitely focused on the goal. They are going to get the goal. Batista did it his way. And Triple H eventually obliged because... There was security in the way. Or whatever. Like, I'm... I'm gonna be honest. I'm just hyped to see the two go at it. I usually pull for Triple H in situations like this. I like Batista a lot. I've always enjoyed his character. So, with a match like this, with two strong guys... I don't know... I, I would not like to see a rest hold match... We need. We all need to see the power. You know what I mean. Like everybody, we need to see the power. We need to see if one is going for a spawn buster. This guy needs to jump with it. There's no not selling moves. You know, like I'm. I'm looking at that match because this is SmackDown versus Raw 2006. You know, this is this is Triple H that we all wanted to see. For so long, we all know we exist. You know, with Batista, no, oh, I know you so well. You got your sledgehammer right close. I'm not stupid. So, nah, we're not gonna do that. And, you know, it's all of what this story is like, it's two guys that know each other better than anybody. Batista even paid homage and said he learned from two of the dirtiest players in the game in Ric Flair and the Cerebral Assassin. That's a fact. So he, he did it his way. And that's the way, like, all right, I've heard this on the internet the other day, but I know on paper that looked golden. And it was exactly what we needed. Now, the next few weeks going into this, and this is really what, and I'm gonna, I, I want to stay on this because it's big, but the video package, the video packages for Mania are always awesome. We know that. We're all thankful and we're all anxiously awaiting. So, with that said, those audio bites that they were using last night worked really well. Like, you know what I want? And all the rest of that. Like, it's going to make that story feel like something. Granted that in the next few weeks building toward it, we're definitely... Uh, invested and yes this is all obvious stuff but there are ways to have both superstars get a fair level of comeuppance like right now it looks like triple h is still the heavy favorite going in not just because he's the face in this situation but because he's he's been around we've seen triple h week in week out the lines he's used in the promos definitely make it seem like yeah we should be pulling for triple h anyway so batista just coming back around we know it was hinted at at smackdown 1000 which is clearly gonna be a part of that video package but 
you know, we did it was really it went to sleep after that. We didn't even hear anything about it. So now with building toy mania, with having four weeks to do it, you know, with two and two, you know, with both of them uh getting fair amounts of uh you know moments. I don't wanna say what could happen or what I'd like to see happen. One random maybe, uh Batista attacked Triple H backstage. And everybody was, oh, you know damn well you gonna get your nail. Like I don't know. But these, these things, I'm very excited about the Triple H and Batista match. I was excited about the, uh, well, DX taking on the Brothers of Destruction. But this one here with Triple H and Batista, I think we all want to see it. Batista uh, wants to beat Triple H at Mania. It's the only thing he said he never did. Is Triple H gonna say no problem? Is that best for business is the bottom line. But, I mean, is he going to go with that? Is he? Is he? Is Triple H just, I mean, excuse me, is Batista going to come back just to lose at Mania? I know it's just, or it's a privilege to even have a slot on the stage. But, I mean, really? What's the storyline going to be? Let's see what happens. I mean, it's one last run. So, I'm I'm anticipating to see what happens between Triple H and Batista. So that was how that face off where it was it was intense. Let's say it like that. Intense. Two very strong men were ready to well, one was ready to throw down. But now with no holds barred. See? So whatever. We'll talk about this as it continues to build next week. We'll talk about the no holds barred part. Alright, let's get to the next segment. Oh man, speaking of uh, talking all day about a superstar, Kurt Angle uh, is going to have his farewell match at WrestleMania. Very cool. A long, long career. You know, I remember when I was playing SmackDown 2 and Kurt Angle was my main in story mode. I knew how to do all of the moves and it was very, very fun, you know. But that was my way of connecting with the Olympic gold medalist. So with that, uh, you know, he wanted to have one last match in his hometown, had it against Apollo, and I'm 100% behind uh, stars like Apollo. Great match. Angle was able to pick up the victory. Apollo, I'm pretty sure, was humbled just to have the match with him, and it was a, it was a real feel-good moment, so we'll see Kurt at Mania. back oh man i apologize i didn't know it was gonna be that long of a pause in between either way something took place i can't quite remember it was other things going on in the moment i'll go back and watch on the uh, wwe well youtube page but roman reigns got claymored and then got claymored into the led post went backstage was dizzy fired I think, oh, because Roman and Baron Corbin were supposed to have a match. 
We're going to have the match, and Drew McIntyre came out of nowhere and attacked from behind. Shame, shame. Shame. I mean, good bad guy heat, you know? First thing that happens, as soon as Roman gets back, Drew McIntyre jumps on it. And, man, we know that Drew McIntyre right now is... Uh, I don't want... I think he's still very strong. I think he still looks very good. Going against somebody like Roman that was clearly the favorite, the top guy, you know, this is this would solidify, uh, well, this that happened last night solidifies Drew McIntyre as a badass, you know, taking on Roman. And even though he attacked him from behind or whatever, he took him out, had him limping. If Roman would have fainted, I would have went crazy. But luckily he didn't. You know, walked out on his own accord. Seth ran out, helped him. That's cool. And, uh, you know, they're going to continue their beef. So, I I think that's a good look for Drew McIntyre. And it's definitely a good look for Roman, like, going in there against uh, somebody that is, uh, you know, like, I, I respect both superstars. So, coming back, Roman isn't just thrown into, like, the title picture, but he's thrown in with, like, the internet's well most of the internet's pick for eventual universal champion yeah andrew mcintyre so that was cool and we get backstage see dean he wants to fight drew mcintyre in a no disqualification match he runs into triple h tell him exactly what he wants it reminds me of when triple h told seth to bring that uh bring the king slayer back on now bring bring the animal back and you know, Triple H smirked about it, said, fine, you got the match, you go let him know. So, Drew McIntyre and Dean uh, have the match. Falls count anywhere. Man, no disqualifications. It was an awesome match. They fought everywhere. They fought by the tech area. You know, I really enjoyed the WWE. Uh, uh, I respect all of the digital and the, you know, it's really cool <laughs> to know that there are there's so much that goes into all of this so you know they fought all over the place they fought through the crowd they went up to the uh you know commentary booth and you know, it was wild he drew like hit him in the head with like a pure fist it was crazy he looked like it hurt but um the big part in that all in all well both got their big offenses in like, they both were fighting very well. Uh, Dean went in between the, the little banister going toward the stage, like going the steps, and Drew hit a claymore on him between. Oh, my goodness. It was it was bad. One, two, three. Drew McIntyre got it. Y'all seen what happened with that. Now, with all of that said, that felt so Moxley, and I don't even know about John Moxley like that. But that, I feel like Dean was doing what he wanted to do. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it looked good. Drew McIntyre standing tall at the end of it all. We all feel a way about him taking. He said he was on dismantle the shield one by one. We know Seth still got Brock coming up, so. We're going to see how this all plays out in the coming weeks. But, man, great, great, great ending to the show. It was a fun show after Fastlane. I think I, I predict one really dry episode just because, you know, everyone's going to need a little bit of a rest. 
just to gear up for Mania. Maybe the week before to go home. That's, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I know that the other two shows, well, the other three shows are going to be freaking bangers. Just the way I feel about it. Just based on what we've been given so far. I hope everyone stays okay and stays safe. Shouts to all of the guys that bring you the podcast each week. Uh, Shouts to Tom and Mike. And uh, with all of that, I will catch you guys tomorrow night for SmackDown. Peace.